This message is brought to you by Lighthouse Chapel International, a united denomination originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. Welcome to the Life Preaching Message, where the Word of God is imparted clearly, practically, and comprehensively. Our aim is to provide a solid foundation, a Bible-based instruction to our church members, to equip them to teach and preach wherever they may be. Join us for a life-changing encounter as you listen to this message. Great. So this morning, I want to re-emphasize the theme for the year, which is according to Genesis 8, verse 22. So please, if you will, how do you find our background? Or oh, I'm the only one seeing it for the first time. I think I'm, I'm the only one seeing it for the first time. Since most of you have been coming to church, I'm the one who's not been coming to church. Isn't it? So we'll try and see what the Lord will do with us whilst he has given us life. Good. So Genesis chapter 8 verse 22 says, this is, this is what the Lord has said. And I want you to listen very carefully because I'm not going to speak for long. Young ones, I want you to listen carefully. Especially those of you that can hear and understand. I know sometimes when you are very young, people think you don't hear. But what they, do, they don't know is that you hear even better than they who think they hear. So it says, while the earth remaineth. It's like, whilst the earth is around and is not destroyed. A time to sow seed. And a time to harvest what you have sown. Cold and heat. Summer and winter. Day and night shall not cease. For as long as the earth remaineth. This is what God has said that Whatever, whatever becomes a seed that you sow, you can be sure of a harvest. Hallelujah. Now, it's, it's like it's guaranteed that I would harvest what I sow. Now, for me, for me, the message then is I need to make every effort to sow what I would like to harvest. Now, the message for me that I hear and understand is that I need to make every effort to sow what I would like to harvest. Hi to Oliven guys. Happy New Year. Do you get it? I will need to therefore be conscious of what I sow. Because it's a guarantee that God said that me, God speaking. And this is, this is actually God speaking, not Abraham speaking, not Noah speaking. This is God speaking to Noah. And he says that as long as there's earth, a time 
to sow will be there. And a time to harvest would always be there. In other words, you will not be robbed of your harvest time. Because, you see, a time to, to sow can be there. But then when it's getting to the harvest time, then things change and then there's no more harvest. You know, when I was in medical school, when I was training to be a doctor, there was a program. There was a program that was done after second year. That program, they did it in biochemistry. One of the subjects we did. And they did it abroad for one year. You go and stay in UK to do the program for one year. And you come up with a BSc degree. You fall back one year of your class. But you see, when you come from a poor country like certain African countries, and then also, when you come from a poor background like I came from, that one-year program where you are paid money, in other words, allowance and everything to stay abroad, and then you also have the chance after you have finished the program to work, was a program that I truly look forward to when we went to first year and they said there was a program like this. And so it so happens also that as I was learning, I discovered that I was very good in that subject. So I, I said, Lord, thank you for answered prayer. You will not believe it. When it got to my turn, they said that that program, they don't go abroad anymore. And do you know what happened to me? I was the best student in biochemistry. Two of us got distinctions. And I was one of them. And they normally chose two people. I mean, that's why I'm explaining that. You see, God has assured us that what happened to me will not happen to you. Whatever you sow, when it's time to harvest, you will harvest. Now, this brings us to a very important point, which is you need to be therefore careful what you sow. Most of us are careless. What we sow, most of us are careless. That's the first point I want to make. Either because we don't believe this scripture, or we don't even we have not even thought about it, let alone to believe it. Ask the person sitting by you, are you here with us? I want you to be here with us because this is the first New Year message that Bishop is preaching, and you need to hear it. Wherever your mind is, bring it here. Tell the person, wherever your mind is, bring it here. It needs, it's needed here. 
Whatever is troubling you, I bind its power to disturb you this morning. And you see, and, and that is what is important. That If you don't believe the scripture, you will therefore not be careful what you sow. But if you believe the scripture, then you must fight to sow what you want to harvest. Because you see here, this scripture leaves your life not to chance. This scripture does not leave your life to chance. This scripture does not leave your life to the wind. In other words, this scripture gives you power over what you see and the outcome of your life. And therefore, if you want to change the, the, your, the way your life is going, change what you are sowing. I said, if you want to change the way your life is going, change what you are sowing. You cannot continue sowing what you don't like and expect to harvest what you like. Are you with me? Because the seed doesn't change after sowing. It is multiplied by a miraculous power of God. Said that one seed becomes a thousand after it has been sown. That work belongs to God alone. Are you getting what I'm saying? So this year must be a year of sowing what you like to harvest. This year must be a year of taking control of your life. Oh, yes. By this scripture, God has given you the control of your life. And you see, the beauty of it is, it's what you sow, not what somebody sows for you. What you sow, Galatians 6, 8 says, Whatsoever a man soweth, so shall he reap. So it is what you sow. And therefore, if your life is going to the left and you don't like it, do you get it? Then check which seeds when sown would take your life to where you want it to go. In what in your relationships, in everything in every dimension of your life, you are in control. What you have is according to what you have sowed. Amen? And so, is it not good news that you can determine which way your life goes? I think this is the best news I've heard this morning. To be honest with you, I didn't think about it before I came here. But as I started speaking, I realized, ah, so then I'm in control of my life. And I think that is comforting. Yeah, that is comforting because to know that my, the harvest of my life is dependent on the seeds that I have sown is comforting. Because now, every effort and every attention must be given to the seed that I sow. I said every effort and every attention must be given to the seed 
that I sow. I am no longer going to live to chance the seed that I sow. I said, I'm no longer going to live to chance the things, the seed that I sow. So if there is a character that brings many more people to like you and to choose you, then I want to sow the seed that yields that character. Oh, yes. And if there's a character that makes people not to like you, I want to stop sowing the seed that gives that character. And I want to pray against every seed that relates to that character that is already in the ground. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. If there, whatever it is that I don't like in my life, instead of complaining about it, I'm going to change the seed that I sow towards that thing. So for marriages, the same. The seeds you sow will determine the type of marriage you will have. Oh, yes. For relationship at work, the seeds you sow will determine the type of relationship at work you have. Your finances, the seeds you sow. Your finances, the seeds you sow. If you keep on sowing seeds of financial disobedience to God's instruction, you are going to reap a harvest of financial disobedience to God's instructions. Whatever that means, you can testify. So whatever God says in my dealings with my finances, this year and the years to come, I intend to obey to the letter. Oh yes, God be my helper. If I have any prayer topic, a prayer to obey. Because you see, God the beauty of God is that he tells us what must be done. Or put it this way, he tells us the laws that are in operations. That's number one. He says that this law, in case you don't know, is in operation. It's a law of seed time and harvest time. Nobody can change it. Even me, I will not change it. And then the, the next thing is that he, he also now shows us what we must sow. So he, said, he has given us the secret of what law is in operation and shows us by that, again, by that secret, what we must sow. So if your life is not having the harvest that you desire, it is because you have disobeyed God's word in terms of what you must sow. Financially, he has showed us that the one who gives to the poor lendeth to the Lord. 
and the Lord will pay him all. He will deliver him in time of trouble. So the harvest of giving to the poor is deliverance in time of trouble. And one of the things Bishop said during the 31st December, the Chalak night, was the fact that it's not only in this life, you don't only need to know how to be successful, how to do things, but you must also learn how to solve problems. Because things always don't go the way you expect it to go or the way you want it to go. So your ability to, to know how to deal with twisted things is also an ability that keeps you successful. So he said that we must... So, for example, the Bible has told us that when you give to the poor, you lend to the Lord, and the Lord will deliver you in time of trouble. So if you are looking for security, if you are looking for divine deliverance in situations that is beyond your power, the seed to sow is a seed of giving to the poor. Oh yes. Give and it shall be given unto you. Honor the Lord with the first fruit of thy increase. Now you see, Having a reason for sowing the wrong seed does not break the law of sowing and reaping. It does not change the law of seed time and harvest time. So, you see, sometimes we feel that because I have a reason or because I have an excuse, therefore, the seed I have sown is not going to yield the harvest. No, it will yield the harvest. It will yield the harvest. So, for example, if the Lord has said to you that when you lend to the poor or when you give to the poor, you lend to the Lord and he shall deliver you in time of trouble and you don't secure yourself in that area, you get it? But you have sowed other good seeds that begins to bear fruit, which is good seeds, and they begin to bear fruit. You are like somebody who acquires the wealth of this world without the security that must go with it. So you'll be surprised. How come I do this? I do this. But things, this happening to me because the other thing you were told to do you didn't realize that it is necessary. You see, and sometimes the nature of human beings and added to the deception of the devil is to make us to do one thing and leave the other. But remember, when Jesus was told or somebody asked him about tithe or whatever it is, he explained to them that you, you tied to the minutest detail, but you have neglected the other weightier matters of the law. And then he didn't tell them that you must focus on the weightier matters and leave the tithing. No. He said, this ought ye to have done and not to have neglected the other. 
So in other words, there is a blessing that comes from tithing, but there is also a blessing that comes from judgment or justice. There's a blessing that comes from mercy, and there's a blessing that comes from loving. You can't sow mango and expect to harvest mango fruit. You can't sow a mango seed and expect to harvest mango fruit in addition to onions. Or you can't sow cabbage and say, since they all grow like each other, so if I've sowed cabbage, I should also have beetroot. Because they are all in the same class. No. You sold cabbage, so you have cabbage. And you discover that the cabbage would have gone nicer with the beetroot. And you had an opportunity to sow beetroot seed. So the problem with us Christians is that sometimes we select what we like. But you see, life doesn't operate by selecting what you like. Life operates by taking opportunity, every opportunity that is presented to you. You take it because God knows what you need. Therefore, every opportunity presented to you is a provision of a need. Lawrence, I hope you're understanding it. And I think this explains a lot of our Christian situations. Yeah. Because you see somebody going well in the right side. But the left side has a problem. And the problem of the left side creates it so much that it, it dwarfs the right side blessing. Because when he had the opportunity to take care of the left side, he didn't. Because we operate in selective obedience. We operate in how we feel. But this morning, the message is clear. We are going to sow the good seeds that God has shown us that are good. Whatever opportunity that is presented to us, we will grab it. Because, because of the fact that each seed will give us a corresponding harvest. You know, some people, let me tell you something. Once upon a time, we had somebody who believed in giving. He believed in giving and doing like giving to the poor. But you see, tied to that was rooted more in pride that this is the portion of the scripture I believe. Okay. And the person, as I speak today, is financially rich. But his marriage life is, is like a shattered pot. And you can see that the person doesn't have inner peace. I don't know what he thinks of Christianity. But, but as I speak now, I have no idea. But this person, he, he gave to the Lighthouse Church. But you see, he will not submit himself to the 
pastoral leadership of the church and to be guided in the word that the word is a complete package it's not a selective it's not a, 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 a. the one that you order in a restaurant where you tell give me this give me this it, it, it's, the word is a buffet it has everything you must eat everything so yes you can believe in giving so much and you can give so much but there are other aspects of the word that also demands obedience and I find many Christians many Christians are like that but you see because of the truth of this scripture that seed time and harvest time shall not cease I am here to implore you by the message of the living God to beseech you including myself that this year every opportunity to sow a seed whether it's our favorite seed or not we will take it so listen i'm not going to be a christian who comes to church on sunday but i will not spend time at home to pray i'm not going to be a christian who loves to come to church and sing in the choir and be preaching and all the things but will not obey the word of God in my private life God be my helper because every opportunity to sow a seed would bear a particular fruit are you with me I said are you with me and listen listen your life is in your hands the Lord has given you the secret of this life and has showed you how to do it. Plus, he has given you the power in the person of his Holy Spirit. So if he says, be filled with the Spirit and you will not bother to find out what it means to be filled with the Spirit, but you are into just the pure word, Bible, you will find out that you have the knowledge, but you have not the power to implement it. Because having the knowledge is great, but the power to do what you know is also another thing. Are you hearing what I'm saying? And listen, if you will believe what I'm saying and pray to God to walk in, you will see the change. In, by the end of the year, you will see the change for yourself. I said, by the end of the year, you will see the change for yourself. Hallelujah. Now, in closing, I'm not preaching for long. It's a new year. And still we are in a holiday mode. Do you get it? In some African countries, Saturday and Sunday are weekends. They don't, they don't consider it as working days. So what it means is that the new year, the 1st of January, that fell on Saturday, is going to be carried forward. It's like a holiday that has fallen on a holiday. 
So, so on Monday is a holiday. It's a good country. It tends to poverty. In that country, the 25th was a Saturday, which is a holiday. The Saturday itself is a, is a weekend. It's not a working day. And then the 26th was also not a working day. So these two holidays were transferred to Monday and to Tuesday. Do you get it? <laughs> Some of us from South Africa, where we don't know this, we were finding it difficult to, this is a nice, it's nice when you have to be away from your master, but it's very expensive when you are the master. <laughs> you know, because you'll be paying people for two days of not working. Anyway, so listen, the message I want to bring to your attention, particularly, all that I said is just inspired by the Holy Spirit. But what really I want to talk to you about this year is about your soul. It's about your soul. Your soul. You see, many of us have not bothered to find out who, who is my soul or what is my soul. When God sees me, who does he see? Now, now, in the light of not either believing the scripture of seed time and harvest time and sowing and reaping, we have neglected an important aspect of us that we shouldn't, which is our soul. You see, we hardly talk about the soul in church. We hardly talk about the soul. But as I said the scriptures, Jesus Christ did not talk much about my spirit compared to my soul. I said, Jesus Christ did not talk about my spirit compared to my soul. In fact, when Christ refers to me, he refers to my soul. And David, most of the authors or contributors of the Bible spoke about the soul of man, not the spirit of man, as much as we have given emphasis to. And you know, in prayer, the Lord revealed to me that, you see, your spirit, when you meet, your spirit is dead. The spirit that is yours is dead. When you meet Christ, 
The reborn spirit is, is the fruit of the Holy Spirit or is the work of the Holy Spirit. It's the work of the Holy Spirit. Your spirit belongs to the, your reborn spirit belongs to the Holy Spirit. Because that which is born of the flesh is flesh. And that which is born of the spirit is spirit. So whatever, when you are born again, it is the work of the Holy Spirit that has birthed your spirit. Or the spirit that resides in you. Your flesh is what you were born with. And it is your soul that makes your flesh alive. When God breathed into man, man didn't become a living spirit. Man became a living soul. I said, man became a living soul. And in all the discourse of Christ, in other words, in the discussions of Christ with men, he emphasized on the soul of men. And what he said about the soul is what bothers me. And he said this, that, what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? Or what shall it profit a man if he gains the whole world and lose his soul? Now, most Christians care less about their soul. True or lie? Most Christians care less about their soul. We care about our flesh. And depending on which church we go to, we hear more about developing our spirit. But what about the well-being of our soul? But this year, by the grace of God, our soul shall be important to us. Because that is what Jesus refers to. That is what Jesus emphasizes on. And the greatest emphasis is to give me an estimate of my soul. He said the worth of my soul is not compared to the whole world's gain. In other words, the whole world's gain is still a loss compared to a loss of my soul. Therefore, therefore, if I am a believer of Jesus Christ, I should take every care of my soul. In other words, in other words, if there's seed time and harvest time, then in a, among all the things that I will do, Sowing seeds that protects my soul and that considers the well-being of my soul is important. 
And this is why I now understand what John said when he said in 3 John verse 2. He says, beloved, beloved, my special loved ones, my beloved, beloved, I wish above all my wishes that you will prosper and be in good health even as your soul prospers. In other words, the prosperity of your soul must match all other prosperities in your life. To neglect the prosperity of your soul, whatever it means, is not to take good care of that which is valuable. Because Jesus didn't compare any part of you to the world. He compared your soul. So whatever your soul is and whatever protects your soul from losses and whatever will keep your soul safe from being lost eternally. Are you with me? Must be your preoccupation. In other words, must, it must occupy your mind. Hallelujah. I can read the two scriptures for you. He said, Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in good health, even, even, even as your soul prospers. I don't know, I don't know much English. I mean, English, we had to do it. That's why I did it. But when you read the NIV, It says, do you have an IV? You have it? An IV. What does the Amplified say? I wish I had an IV. Say, beloved, you don't, you don't have... Amplified. What, what, what other version? NLT doesn't say it well. No. As you are strong in spirit. No. NIV is a word-to-word translation. NLT is a modern translation. Sometimes it says it, but sometimes it gets it wrong. It says, Beloved, I pray that in every way, you may succeed and prosper and be in good health physically. Just as I know your soul prospers. Just as I know. It's almost like he can see clearly the prosperity of their soul. And he's praying that their, their physical prosperity would come and match their soul prosperity. What is the prosperity of the soul? I don't know. I'm also just like you. But listen, listen. If somebody is praying 
for me to prosper like my soul is prospering. Then it is assumed that my soul must prosper. Number two, if I'm told that gaining the whole world is not comparable to losing my soul, then I need to make sure that my soul is not lost. Are you getting what I'm saying? So I'm going to pray to God that whatever will bring prosperity to my soul, whatever it is, may he guide me into those things. May he make me conscious that I am a living soul and not a living flesh. Because sometimes we behave as if all we have is the flesh. I said sometimes we behave as if all we have is the flesh. But the flesh will not stand in God's judgment. Neither will our spirit stand in God's judgment because our spirit belongs to the Holy Spirit. So our spirit doesn't need to be judged. Our spirit is an antenna that connects us to the spirit of God. That has been dealt with. It's like the receiver. It's like a receiver in us to keep us in tune with God with the purpose of guiding our soul to its maker. With the purpose of having our soul to have peace with its maker. When the Lord told the rich man who said in, I think, Luke chapter 12, is it 12 or so, that I will break down, I know what, what I shall do. I will break down the bands and build me a bigger band and store my goods and I will say to my soul, take thy ease. There's much goods for you. Then the Lord responded, Thou fool, thy soul will be required out of you tonight. And we shall see whose own it shall be. I think, are you there? Uh, uh, Luke 12 something, 40 something or so. Is it 40 something or 20 something? I, I forgot it. But he was told clearly, what, what was going to be taken away from him is his soul, not his spirit. That is if the two are different. But I think they are different. Are you here with me? I want you to think this year and say, Lord, I have placed emphasis on what doesn't matter. Most of us will be angry with God about things in relation to our flesh. Oh, yeah. Some people will be angry with God because their flesh is not getting a partner. Or is having a troublesome partner. Oh, yes. It's not your soul or even your spirit. Yeah. Keep it away, isn't it true? I mean, your partner's flesh is all that you live for. Huh? Think about it. Because the day the flesh stops breathing, you organize to throw it away and look for the next available flesh after some years of crying. But God said unto me, Thou fool, this night 
thy soul shall be required of thee. Then whose shall those things be which thou hast provided? Listen, listen. There is an, I just sense that there is an aspect of the word of God about us that we have neglected. But this year, we are going to give it our fullest attention by using the principle of seed time and harvest time, sowing and reaping, and selectively sow to the well-being of our soul. I don't know what it is, but I know for sure that if you sow to your spirit, indirectly shall benefit your soul. Because by your spirit, you gain the upper hand over your flesh to guide your soul. Yes. I said, by your spirit, you gain the upper hand over your flesh, leaving your soul to be guided by the spirit. We conquer the flesh by the spirit. And once the flesh is conquered, the soul lives no, or is no longer under the direction of the flesh, but it will be under the direction of your spirit. I know that many of you ask what I'm saying. You, you, you don't get me because it doesn't look like a prosperity message, but actually this is a prosperity message. It will, you see, what you sow is what you will get. If your soul is prosperous, and your soul belongs to God. Are you with me? Or is under the ownership of God. Then a prosperous soul is a soul that, is, that God is happy with. And if God is happy with the soul, what shall the soul lack? I said, what shall that soul lack? The soul, that soul shall lack nothing. But let's start from the place we have to start. That's the message I'm giving us this year. Let's start. So this year, prayer should not be a problem. And listen, one of the things we are going to learn is how to pray at home. How to pray with five or six people. This thing of us always coming together before we pray is good. But it's not the only way. You see, it is our reliance on always coming together to pray that has made us vulnerable to the enemy. Because you see, if you lock me down and God is omnipresent, even if you take me to prison, I can still pray and talk to God. And from the prison, I can manage a lot of things. One of the things I'll tell you is that those like mafia bosses and things, arresting them in prison, arresting them and put them in prison does not stop their activities at all. 
In fact, sometimes it makes them more efficient. Yeah, yeah. Arresting a mafia boss and putting him in prison stops none of their activities. Because from the prison, they are able to direct the affairs. In the same way, you see, you should never be limited by where you can meet and where you cannot meet. Especially when the one with whom you have to do with is omnipresent. In other words, wherever you are, he's present with you. The only reason we have not made the effort to develop that ability to pray wherever we are and to read our Bible wherever we are is because we have not been mindful of seed time and harvest time. Mm -hmm. Or we have not believed it. That is why we will wait for prayers in church. And then when prayers come in church, Satan tells us, are you not tired? Is it not late? Do you really want to go? Hey, don't you want to save some petrol? It's risky. And all the things. And then you don't go. Meanwhile, in fact, the prayer that you pray in the privacy of your home is actually the prayer that has a promise of public reward. Jesus said, when thou prayest, be not as the hypocrites do, but enter thy closet and shut the door and pray to your father in secret. And your father who sees in secret will reward you openly. Listen, why don't you want to pray privately? When there's a promise of open reward, why do you want to wait for church prayers? I can tell you something. If we were praying privately, we will have no need of public prayers. Uh, Bishop, what are you saying? Why? Because if we are praying privately, in the privacy of our home, we can pray for church growth. In fact, in the privacy of our home, we can have many more people praying at different times of the night and of the day. And the Bible says the reward of that private prayers will not be secret. It will be public. They say, pray to thy father which is in secret. And thy father which is in secret or which seeth in secret shall reward you openly. What type of reward can it be that doesn't need 
a special intelligence. When they say something is openly, it means that the thing cannot be hidden. So, you see, the reward of God for your secret prayers is that will be said that you can't hide it. You, you, you don't, I don't need to know you specially to discover your reward. That's what it means. What it means is that as you appear, we can see that this person has been doing something in secret. Oh yeah. You can't hide, if they say something is open, what does it mean? I mean, if I've gained weight, I've eaten in secret. You never saw me eating. But the reward of secret works is open blessing. The reward of secret work is open blessing in almost anything. So if I have prayed or eating privately, you never saw me eating. The reward is open. You see that during the lockdown, do you get it? My body will testify of my works. For everyone to see, I can even wear big clothes. But in the big clothes, it will be obvious. Somebody told my wife, I've not seen you grown fat before, but this time around, I can see that you have put on weight. Then my wife was saying, oh, it's the clothes. Then I whispered to her, but you know you have put on weight. I said, I'm not complaining about the weight, but it's just a testimony of the peace you have. <laughs> You know, yeah. So listen, in closing, what I'm saying to you is this. Seed time and harvest time is a secret revelation of God to man. If he didn't say it, we will never know it. Now, if this is a revelation you want, you should... It's a revelation you should walk in. Now, he has not left you to guess what is a good seed and what is a bad seed. All through his word, he has shown you the seeds that are good. That will give you the harvest that is nice to have. Your duty is to believe it and live it out. And I'm saying to you that your soul is one of the major areas that you must protect and that you must take care of. You need for your soul to be prosperous. Employing the principle of seed time and harvest time, you must sow seeds that will make your soul prosperous. And one of the seeds I can bring to your attention is the seed of prayer. And I'm going further to help you to overcome the obstacle of depending on public prayers. To explain to you that public prayers have their reward. 
But secret prayers have a guaranteed reward of open blessing. And many of us, it is the openness of our blessing that brings us joy. It is the openness of our blessing that brings us joy. That is why when we buy a car, we wait to buy it in December and not have it registered so that everybody can see that this is not a second-hand car. That it's a brand new unregistered vehicle we have bought. And we go and drive it in our homes for the neighbors and everybody in the town and the village to see that God has blessed us. Do you get it? To see that God has blessed us. It is like, like even flowers. You see, as a husband, don't give your wife flowers in private. It doesn't yield. They get it. Don't give. Sometimes even brothers, if you are making a move on a sister, just check and be sure she said yes. You know, you know, sometimes they have said yes, but they say, I'm still praying. But you see, the person who is still praying is always calling you and answering your text every time you send and entertaining your chats. The I'm still praying is just a facade. So such one, when you give flowers in public, you are actually finishing the kill. But if you are not sure, if public flowers can backfire because it will ring the alarm bell to your anti-missiles. Do you get it? And they will fire you down dead completely without no opportunity for a second consideration or a thought. So don't make public moves when you are not sure. But for a husband, I tell you, the only place your flowers will work is in the public. Mm -hmm. Because we like our blessing to be visible. We like the display of affection by our husbands to be visible to all our friends, including our enemies. And including those who think they have a chance. We want to kill them and let them die forever. To lose heart. Do you get it? So husbands, this is husband 101. Move 101. Hallelujah. And I believe God would bless us as we engage him in the place that leaves him the option of blessing us publicly. So one of the things we have to learn to do is to pray. Hallelujah. And so by this way, I am introducing to you the prayer and fasting that is coming up from the 10th of January. From the 10th of January, we have our denominational prayer and fasting. 
it will go for three, I think for two weeks or three weeks, I'm not sure. How many weeks? Three weeks. It will take the form of Monday to Friday, Monday to Friday. But listen, take it to your level. Take it to another level. Don't wait for us to say we are having an all night. Have prayer through the night sometimes. Because you know that seek time and harvest time. So as you sow a seed of secret prayer, the harvest of the secret prayer is open reward. In other words, you will be visibly blessed publicly and your enemies cannot but to say that the Lord has blessed him. Hallelujah. Oh yeah. So I want you to really believe it. This year is a year of believing the word of God. Whatever the Lord has said, that is what we'll fight to do. Let's rise to our feet. Hallelujah. I want you to engage the Lord in word, in prayer, a very short prayer. What have you heard? Ask the Lord in the quietness of your heart. Ask God to help you. Ask God to let this year be different by touching your heart and opening your eyes to understand and to see that he's God and his word is true. Ask him to open your eyes, your eyes of understanding, for you to see and believe that his word is true. And by his word, your life will prosper. He has also promised us that his word would always bring forth fruit. Therefore, the sowing of the word of God in your life is the harvest of the word of God in a form and fashion that is enjoyable in your life. Enough of sowing junk and rubbish into your life in the form of people's experiences and other ideologies which harvest is not nice when it begins to manifest in your life. This is a year of sowing the word of God in your life. In your heart, in your mind, in your understanding, wherever the word of God can find a place in you. Let it be there abundantly. Oh, yes. Lift up your voice and begin to pray. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. We bless you. We give you praise. We give you all the honor. We give you all the adoration. Oh, Jesus, Jesus. Oh, 
Thank you for your presence to guide us and to lead us on the path of righteousness. By you, God's word has been spoken to us. Through you, we have received their wisdom and understanding. That for as long as the earth remaineth, seed time and harvest time shall not cease. Therefore, we shall take heed to the seed that we sow. Therefore, we shall take heed to every opportunity that is given to us to sow a seed. Because for every opportunity to sow a seed is a provision of a harvest that our life needs. I thank you, Holy Spirit. I thank you. I thank you. I thank you. Thank you, Jesus. I pray for every struggling person here. Yes, In whatever form and fashion, as you give yourself to God's word, as you give yourself to prayer. Prayer for the things of God. Prayer for the well-being of the kingdom. Help us, God. For Jesus taught us to pray, Thy kingdom come. Yes. Kingdom prayers. As we yield ourselves to it. We shall be found to be blessed in the open. We shall be found to be blessed in the open. Yes, Lord. Man because he has set his love upon me therefore will i deliver him as we set our love upon you lord and all that you came to die for as we set our love on what you love lord thank you for honor thank you for deliverance thank you thank you for hearing our cry and thank you for always being there for us Yes. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Whatever has succeeded in the previous years is failing in Jesus' name. We are marching forward. Good news. Good news. Good news. With divine guidance continually is our portion as we set out to recover. Yes. Every area of our lives that the enemy has taken captive. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. We do away with the spirit of gloominess as we yield to the spirit of joy and gladness. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Father, we thank you. We give you praise. We give you all the adoration in Jesus' name. As every head is bowed and every eye closed, you want to say, Pastor, please pray with me. I want to give my life to Jesus. I want to be born again. Lift up your right hand. Let me pray with you. Wherever you are present in this hall or way out there in Oliven, you want to say, Pastor, please pray with me. I want to give my life to Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Lift up your right hand. Let me pray with you. Let me pray with you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. 
Let us pray this prayer together. Heavenly Father, I thank you for today. And I'm grateful for my precious life. And I'm grateful for my precious life. That you have spared. That you have spared. You have not allowed my enemy to fulfill his wishes. You have not allowed my enemy to fulfill his wishes. But your will has stood. But your will has stood. Your will is that I still be alive here on earth. Your will is that I still be alive. That is why I'm alive. That is why I'm alive. I know it's you. I know it's you. And by your grace. As I come to you, I come to you just as I am. I ask for forgiveness of my sins. And I declare my faith in Jesus Christ. As your son who died and rose again. As your son who died and rose again. Seated at your right hand. Seated at your right hand. By this prayer, by this prayer, I submit to you, Jesus. I submit to you, Jesus. As my Lord. As my Lord. And as my master. Thank you for your death. But above all, thank you for your resurrection. That has given me a new life. This new life I shall live by faith through your Holy Spirit. Thank you for loving me. Amen. Father, thank you for these souls and for everyone that is gathered under the sound of my voice. That we shall live as we have declared. Jesus shall be the Lord of our lives. He only shall we serve. We thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We believe you've been blessed by this message. To stay connected, follow our LCI social media platforms.